to share in the midst of our struggle allows people to actually see God working in the midst of those things. I think that's a glorious thing. Welcome to Footnotes, a behind-the-scenes look at what we value and why it matters here at Footle Church in Glendora, California. My name is Stephen Coppenrath. I'm one of the pastors on staff, and I am your host. I oftentimes say some of my uh, guests the last uh, few months have been my favorite people, but uh, this week I have the joy and honor to actually hang with literally my favorite person, Katie May Coppenrath, my lovely wife. Thanks for being here, babe. I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm excited to pick up on a conversation that we've really been having on and off now for years in our home, and it's actually been about a year now since I've actually got to share some of that with our church even, So, um, which will actually leave that, that sermon from last fall uh, in the show notes if you all are interested. Uh, but we're, we're talking, of course, about uh, depression and anxiety, and especially during some of these holiday months. Uh, but before we get into all of that, I'd love to have everyone uh, just get to know you a little bit more. So for our Footnotes listeners, Katie, please tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and how you spend your days. Well, hi, listeners. Um, I am glad to be here. I've, I'm honest. I'm a little bit nervous. That's okay. Um, <laughs> you all talk uh, professionally for a living. I wouldn't say that, but... And uh, um, I spend my days, you know, with the 10 and under crowd these days anyway. Um, Yeah, so this season actually looks really different for me than it Mm. did a year ago. Um, As you know, it was almost a year ago when the Lord really pressed on us for me to be able to stay home, to stay home with our our four kiddos. You know, events unfolded and here I am, full-time stay-at-home mom. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what's the last uh, few months been like just even with school and stuff for us? It's been hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, we have three kids in school. Owen is 10. Penny is eight. Margo just turned six is in kindergarten. And then we have our little family mascot, Wesley, who's four. Um, and so we, yeah, we do some online school. We um, have been working together with some friends to, to make that happen. That's been a blessing. It has been a blessing. Yeah. Uh, two days a week, I have nine kids at the house mm-hmm. doing online school, which is um, an adventure all in itself. Even though there's been um, some transition from working um, even part-time to staying home full-time, just really grateful mm-hmm. uh, that the Lord saw it fit for, for me to do this yeah. in this season and uh, to be able to, to steward that time um, really well, even though... Um, in my head a year ago, the thoughts of staying home look really different than reality. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. This year hasn't quite matched up with our expectations in lots of ways. Um, you're doing a great job spinning all those plates. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. We've been married for 16 years and uh, yes. we've been actually, I guess, uh, going out. That's what we used to call it in the 90s anyway. Yeah. Uh, since about 1998. So about 22 years I've uh, been together. And that's actually relevant somewhat to, I think, our, to our chat today because this would really apply to really any any of you listening who have a friend or a spouse or just someone you've kind of grown up with and really have seen one another on you know the best day of your life and and the worst day too right yeah good bad ugly uglier sure it's uh it's been great to grow up with you in that way and um, i was even thinking back you know as we come upon our 22 year dating anniversary yep. next week november 27th yep. yeah you there of you course. go yeah, you I know remember. it uh-huh. um just how you know our 
infatuation with each other as 16 year olds and Mm. how that's grown into like a really deeper um, love as we worked on that in our marriage and just seeing God's grace in that over the years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the Lord has really allowed us to serve as, as even a mirror to see ourselves more clearly over the years for sure. And so uh, this topic of depression is, I'm sure much more of an issue that people would admit um, for, for maybe some of you listening, but um, Katie, maybe just give us a, a brief history, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, uh, about how you kind of come to realize this, this was something that was a part of your life kind of every day. Well, I think, you know, historically in my family, there was a lot of unrecognized or undiagnosed depression mm. with some of my family members, which marked, you know, some some things growing up. Um, and in retrospect, there were probably some signs in my adolescence and high school years of depression but again you know it just was not something that my family really recognized or dealt with really well um and it wasn't until my junior year of college when i actually was diagnosed as having a major depressive episode okay um by a psychologist right right uh, yeah, so what that looked like um, in that season was just some deep sadness, um, physical inability to do simple things like get out of bed and take a shower and go to class. And that led to um, some anxiety because mm-hmm. when I wouldn't go to class and I wouldn't write my papers, um, it just it turned into almost this paralyzing um fear um i remember that real practically what that looked like was you know if i could get myself out of bed um in that season you know walking towards class and then just stopping and Mm. not even being able to physically move my feet um because i've you know the things that i thought were ahead of me Mm. and the failure that i thought i was facing kind of dealing with that with some help of um counselors on campus and then um, psychiatrists, um, prescribing medication kind of brought me out of that season. So that was helpful in that way. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, you know, what the rest of my college experience would have looked like without, you know, taking those action steps. And that took people, um, around me, helping me, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, like you, I'm sure very clearly I was remember. very helpful. I was very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you were um, just keeping me accountable to going to my counseling appointments sure. yeah. and and encouraging me in that way. I remember, you know, the people around me really trying to encourage me and bring me out of that. But I was so numb to any anything um, that people were saying or doing. Um, so it really took that that medication to to bring me out of that mental yeah. state. Okay, so how, how has that changed for you then over the years? I mean, just obviously we got married in 2004, um, went on into full-time ministry after that, starting having some kids. How has that kind of, you know, your journey with depression really run in parallel with that? Well, I was on medication for about five or six years um, up until we kind of decided it was time to have kids and um, the medication I was on was not really conducive to having healthy pregnancies. So uh, we went off that, um, I think fearfully, I'm sure at at first, but by God's grace, um, I didn't have another major episode um, like I had in college. Um, There are for sure days that maybe even turned into weeks where that depression would 
creep back in. But I, you know, again, by God's grace, never really struggled with um, postpartum depression mm. or, or things that I know are very prevalent, um, even with people in our community and people listening. But that's not to say, you know, again, there weren't, there, there were still some bad days, um, but we never really did anything. I never took action steps to to fight against that or overcome that. I kind of just rode those waves over the next eight years or so. And then about two years ago, kind of around this time of year, another season of depression kind of hit me. And it was unlike any other uh, kind of season that had happened before. Even as it crept in, I was very aware that it was different and I could sense that God was going to do something different in in this particular kind of wave of depression. And so it was, if, if you remember, trying to make those decisions about what was going to be best for us and our family because because it was different than any other season before and just felt that prompting from the Lord to to do something and start this journey of figuring out really what this depression was. Um, so I uh, started counseling with, with Steve Dabransky and I signed up for steps and God really used that. It ended up being about four months of being depressed to, to do some sanctifying work um, in me. And you've said this before and Steve Dabransky has even talked about this on, on his podcast about a month ago that depression or any mental illness while is a result of original sin isn't necessarily caused by or triggered by personal sin right. but I think that um, in that season for me while that was all very true God really used that depression as a catalyst um, mm. to bring some sin to the surface for me um, things you know my idols of control and idealism and you know carrying the burden of other people's happiness that really when I enter into depression keep me down so working through some of those things um, by taking action through that um, season of depression one of the things we discuss often is just between Katie and I even our our comfortability with sharing and being vulnerable you know I think I realized just being in in ministry part of of being a good leader is to to be honest about where you're at personally and you know I've always admired that about you and how you have just no arrogance or ego about your story um, you're always leading the way uh, for us and our marriage and vulnerability and you do that with so, so much grace and so uh, sometimes I'm even caught off guard by it and mm -hmm. and even uh, sometimes wish you wouldn't share things but I, I'm so glad you do and so I mean where do you kind of feel that like that comes from I mean how have you always been you know, this comfortable sharing in your own skin? Um, I mean, you say that, but if I'm honest, there is it, there is a struggle to, to admit um, where you're weak, um, admit that you need help. Um, so uh, first and foremost, I think it's God's grace um, on me and in my life. And not just giving me the courage, but the knowledge, you know, that his work on the cross frees me from, from shame. Um, and really embracing that that freedom, um, I think it's an an act of spiritual discipline for me. Um, the Bible talks a lot about bringing things from the dark into the light, and um, to practice not only confessing sin and saying it out loud, but practicing bringing those things that that I know are are lies or things that are admittedly are weaknesses out of the dark gives them less power over me 
And it's something that I have to do so that when um, the days are dark or that depression or that darkness creeps in, it has less power over me by Mm -hmm. saying it out loud. Um, And I think even most importantly, when we share our struggles and share our weaknesses, it allows God's glory to to be seen more clearly. Yeah, absolutely. We can we can in retrospect share our stories and say this is where I was and now you see where I am now, but mm-hmm. um to share in the midst of our struggle allows people to actually see God working um in the midst of those things. I think that's a glorious thing. Hmm. Um it's not an easy um, task to raise your hand and say, God, I want to be used by you in this way. But I, I just, I see his glory. And if I really believe when I say like, God, God, use me in any way you want, um, then I have to be willing to, to be that vessel for his glory to be seen. It's, it's really safe and almost calculated to, you know, share how God brought you out of something back in college or 10 years ago, or kind of share a sermon illustration or a you know, just some some example. God taught us this important thing way back, way back when. But something that even brings us to the podcast today is depression isn't something that's over and done with for you. Um, it's still something that pops up in your head in the present. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think um, you know my my season that I walked through two years ago and going through that counseling, and mm-hmm. I I finished that, and God very much answered my prayer in bringing me through that journey. Um, very rapidly, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that I still don't struggle, especially in the season of COVID. Yeah. Um, there's been days and even weeks when that struggle of depression is is really apparent. Pragmatically, what that looks like for me is is just waking up and immediately knowing what kind of day it's going to be. Mm. And those days, my struggle is really a temptation to despair. Mm-hmm. Um, I know depression looks different for everybody. I mean, even in different seasons, it looks different for me. But on those days, when I, when I feel that kind of numbness creeping in, it's, it's not because I'm not feeling. I think it's because... I'm truly fighting in my mind every single thought. Mm. Um, all I want to do is get back in bed mm. and not face my reality, even though my reality is, I mean, is good mm-hmm. um, comparatively. But it's just um, these lies and these emotions that are louder and I feel them more strongly than what's actually true and what's actually real. So, yeah, I mean, by God's grace, today is a good day. Yeah. Tomorrow might not be. Mm. And being able to accept that and say that out loud actually has been really significant in this past season for me. Um, significant because in in calling it what it is and accepting it for what it is, I've been able to um, see God in a greater way. A few years ago, Pastor Chris talked about this poem called The Thorn. It's by Martha Snell Nicholson. And... In it, she talks about how she asks God for a gift, and instead he hands her a thorn. And she talks about the pain that it comes with it and questions, God, why would you give this to me? And after years of having it, she realizes it's only because of this thorn that she can pin back the veil in order to see God's face more clearly. Mm-hmm. And God is showing me that that's, that's what depression is in my life. It, it's that thorn. It's that um, Paul talks about it too in Second Corinthians. Just it, it's something that seems like you want you want healing, you want victory from, um, but in having it, there are gifts beyond measure. You mentioned a couple times just um, by God's grace, 
And I think it's a really powerful and important thing. It's more than just kind of a, uh, just a saying even too. And I've, you know, sat um, front front row to that. Kind of flush that out a little bit more. What seems to consistently bring you back to level? You know, how's God helping you manage this? How's God's grace kind of an evident in this? I think if I didn't struggle with depression, I wouldn't know scripture hmm. um, like like I do today. Hmm. Um, I I really believe that it is the best weapon um, when it comes to taking thoughts captive or fighting against you know the lies of our enemy. And so knowing having that at the ready has been so key. And I don't I don't necessarily think it it stops it from coming uh coming on um it might shorten the the span um and when those seasons do come or those days do come but for sure it helps me be okay in the midst of it it helps me be able to say like hey i'm struggling but but i'm okay because i have the truth of god's scripture at hand and i can discern what is um what is real uh what is true it, apart from what are the lies that are keeping me down. All right. Well, as we kind of wind this down a little bit, just even practically speaking, I think, you know, I'm 100% sure actually that there are, are many people in our church community who are dealing with these exact battles every day, but they don't know where to start. They don't know how to, you know, reach out for help. Um, you know, what's a practical starting line for a Christian dealing with these thoughts? Yeah, I think like I kind of just mentioned, um, the spiritual discipline of, of knowing scripture, reading scripture, meditating on scripture has been so key in, in my struggle, the days that I struggle. It's it's like the Bible talks about we we have to be at the ready um, for when these the trials and tribulations come. Uh, what that looks like for me, um, I really struggle actually with with memorizing scripture, um, I've tried. I barely can uh, memorize worship songs. Mm. <laughs> um, so I write it down and I know which scriptures um, are really powerful for me in those moments. Uh, John sixteen thirty three says we will face tribulation, but to take heart because um, Jesus has overcome the world. Lamentations 3, Psalm 42, um, just having them written down. And so when those days come, I can pull them out and I can read them and I can have them, have them with me, have them at hand, making sure um, that I have rhythms of exercise and rest and being outside, getting some vitamin D one way or another, I know is really, again, really helpful for me. And then telling somebody, I think, like like I mentioned earlier, bringing things out of darkness into light um, when those days come, just to be able to say, hey, I'm really struggling. I'm okay, but I'm really struggling. And just telling someone, um, mm -hmm. I tell you. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's the that phone number for the church you can text and and just an, even having knowing that people are praying for me even though when they tangibly can't fix what i'm going through even mm -hmm. when they can't take on the burden but again just saying it out loud and letting someone else know um is, is really important i think something that we are called to in anything that we struggle with mm -hmm. Steve talked about some really great ways back on his podcast he did about a month ago. So I encourage people to go back to that um, and listen to that because he he really laid out some some other practical ways. It, and if I can say this, it's it's about preparation. The it's much more difficult to endure and persevere 
through those seasons of depression if, if you don't have these tools at the ready. Um, so to, to do these things, prepare these things, get in these rhythms and habits in the good days um, and not just, you know, let your guard down, uh, but to, to really take these action steps when, when you are thinking clearly and um, physically able uh, to get these things in place so that when those um, hard days come, I, I've personally experienced they've been um, not as hard um, and, and over a little bit quicker. But, I mean, you, you've been alongside this with me. Um, what's been successful in, in your eyes? I mean, what are some things that you've done to, to help or not help in, in the past? Yeah, I think that that's a good point. I think that anybody who's dealing with um, depression, and I, I would say this goes both ways for me too. I mean, I'm um, not impervious to to feeling low and discouraged, especially during this last year. And so there's been times where you've had to play that that role too and hold my arms up and encourage me. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned some of these things already, but um, yeah, if you are a friend or a spouse or somebody who um, is in the life of somebody who deals with depression on a regular basis, I think it's really just important to to offer that gift of presence, um, to be able to be someone who's safe. To Kate even mentioned, you know, waking up and saying, "Hey, this is kind of the day I feel like we may have," and and kind of nodding your head and and giving giving you a hug and saying, "Okay, we're, we're in this together." And um, I think being present in that moment, hearing um, and listening well, um, and, and then I think I think what maybe not to do as well. This is kind of an obvious one, but don't don't try and necessarily feel like we have to, you know, fix things for you that day and kind of make things easier. I mean, obviously we want to serve one another, and, um, and and bring our bring bring that to the table for sure. But there's there's not something that on a surface will fix what's happening below the surface in the heart. And um, as you just mentioned, I mean, God is working underneath the surface in all those areas. And so in, in some ways, I think one of the best ways we can do as a supporter is to um, encourage that spiritual growth to happen. Encourage, hey, um, you know, t- tell me about a, a passage you're reading lately or, you know, what's a verse that would combat um, how you're feeling today and kind of pointing pointing um, someone back to the truth as opposed to just simply saying, hey, it's not that bad. Or, hey, think about all the great stuff that's going on today. Or um, That's obviously not the heart of the issue. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're still learning on how to do this. And this is something that's uh, will continue to be, hopefully I'll have better answers for you in 20 years um, as we walk through this together. Yeah, as I think about walking into this um, holiday season or yeah. this, you know, season that is typically higher for that seasonal depression. I think something that people can do is try to figure out what, what are those triggers? Mm-hmm. Is it family gatherings? Is it yeah. maybe some past hurts that they haven't fleshed out yet? Um, maybe it, it is just that lack of vitamin D. Mm. The days are shorter. Um, the mornings and nights seem darker, you know, so to really figuring out for yourself, what is it that is could trigger these annual bouts um, of depression? And then, you know, bringing them to God. Again, that like bringing it into the light will give it less power yeah. um, over you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, in the same line of thinking, as far as just practical things, some people like to add resources to their library as well. Um, just kind of last question for you. What's a what's a book or a podcast that could be helpful uh, for someone who wants to just learn more uh, about how to, how to deal with this practically? This year, I read um, the book Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. 
And that's been uh, really a great tool for me, just in thinking about how to battle um, the battle in our minds, um, that taking your thoughts captive. She also has a podcast called Made for This, where I think it was the last season or the season before, she kind of walked through some principles of the book. Um, and just a super helpful resource. She's, you know, very grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is found, founded on um, biblical truth. Um, so I would encourage, you know, anyone to read that um, and read it with somebody uh, where you can stop and, and talk about um, these principles that that she lays out for you and how they can help you in your battle really against anything. Awesome. Well, it, it may not be a big deal for you, but thank you so much for opening up and, and sharing where God has helped you in this area in your life. Um, I, I obviously, I just I so appreciate your willingness to put yourself out there and serve the church in this way and to share your story. And I'm sure that story connects with many people who are listening. I also just want to say, if you are listening and you realize that this is something that is a hardship for you and you're um, you're realizing more and more that this is kind of the way that you're you're wired a little bit even um i would encourage you just to reach out to our staff we would love to pray for you we'd love to know that we'd love to be able to support you um especially this year as we're all going through hard things um katie mentioned the number already but uh, text us at 626-469-7070 let us know so we can be praying for you and maybe even connecting you to counselor in the area thanks for your time babe uh thanks for sharing your wisdom really appreciate you being here Thanks for um, letting me come on and share. It's, it's really an honor and a privilege to, to share what God has been doing. All right. Well, we're out of time, but thanks for joining us for our podcast footnotes. Be sure to subscribe, and we'd also appreciate you sharing this resource with others and even leaving us a favorable review if you feel so inclined. So until next time, Foothill, peace be with you. Thank you for letting me word vomit on your podcast. Don't say that. <laughs>